Once again, greetings in Jesus' name. I want to introduce my reason for preaching. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is, I say the word of God is, timeless, ceaseless, ageless, and eternal. There was never a time that the word of God did not exist. It existed before the time of Adam, after the time of Adam, even today, God's word will endure, even if heaven and earth will come to an end. Hebrews chapter 4 verse 12. For the word of God is, one, it is alive and powerful, two, sharper than any double-edged sword, three, it penetrates even to the dividing four of the soul and spirit, five, of the joints and mouth. Six, it judges the thoughts. And seven, and the attitudes of your heart and that of mine. So God's word is a double-edged sword. It is amazing that it knows our hearts and our minds. It cuts through our soul and spirit. It judges our thoughts and the attitudes of a heart. Complementary to Hebrew chapter 4.12, we find 2 Timothy 3.16. All scripture is. Old Testament and the New. The New Testament and the Old is one comprehensive um, love letter to you and me. God reveals himself in the scriptures. God has revealed himself in creation. God has revealed himself in creating Adam and Eve. So everything that was, is, and will be, is, and was brought into existence by he who is self-existing, the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Second Timothy 3.16 says these words, All scripture is one, God breath and is a useful for teaching, B, useful for rebuking, C, it is useful for correcting, and D, useful for training in righteousness. I'm Kevin Williams from Death Postpone Ministries, giving praise to the eternal Messiah, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. My death was postponed and my life extended. That's why I can say boldly and confidently, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. Today we continue our pastoral meditation with our talk, Ancient Principles from the Bible for today's problem. means when I say uh, ancient principle, I don't mean in time, in terms of time, God's word is ageless, timeless, ceaseless, and eternal. So ancient doesn't mean old. It means God's word has stood the test of time. What was good for Adam, good for Moses, good for David, good for Peter, is good for you and for me. The same word that pre-existed before time began came into time and it is available and it is available for our time today. So ancient principles means that which was 
that stood the test of time before human civilization, during human civilization, even when human civilizations will come to end. The word of God will go unabated eternally into infinitum. So it is on the basis of this infallibility of Christ and his word that I speak to you. A, a theme, if I can use the theme, I say, Creator is protector. The, 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 the credentials of our protector is that he is the creator of heaven and earth. He's the source of the spoken world into existence. He's the source of, of the law of Moses, the Ten Commandments. He's the source of, of giving Jesus to our world, to not to condemn but to redeem, not to reject but to receive, not to take us down but to take us up. He who came from upstairs, downstairs, in order to take those who are downstairs, upstairs. I call on you. Jesus is the creator and he is our protector. I want to make these statements today that irrespective of what is happening in our world today, God's credentials of who and what he is is forever sealed, tested and proved in scripture and on the hearts of all people from Adam until today. Things has changed before. Things are changing today. Things will change in the future. Whether the change is local, regional, or global, Christ is our solid foundation. Christ is our eternal rock. Christ is the cornerstone. Yes, things will change, but listen to the promises of God. God remains the same all may change, but Jesus never glory to his wonderful name. Listen to the text in Hebrews, chapter 12, verse 13. Yesterday, today, and forever, Jesus is the same. All may change, but Jesus never glory to his wonderful name. Yes, there is changes in our world yesterday. There's changes in our world today. And surely there will be changes in our world tomorrow. But what's important in the midst of a shakeup, in the midst of sinking sand chains, we have the stability, the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. We are in unprecedented changing times, never seen, experienced, and unheard before. Let me just mention a few. One, a Jewish rabbi is hailed as the Jewish Messiah is now being revealed in Israel. This is not the universal Messiah. This is a man who was born from the womb of a mother and from the seed of a fallible man. So this is a Jewish Messiah. There's always been Messiahs coming to the house of Israel. But Jesus Christ is the universal one. He's the creator of heaven and earth. Point two, a man of color, a Hindu man, installed as the first black prime minister in England. Truly unprecedented. Three, wars and rumors of wars is unabated in our world today. Russia versus Ukraine. 
the silent war between America and China. Point four. For the first time, a male ascended the throne of England in 70 years' time. Truly, there's changes on the cards. Five, Kamala Harris, the first woman vice president of America and of Indian origin. An Indian is in the office as prime minister in England. A, a woman vice president of America is of Indian origin. I don't know what is the significance, but something is about to happen in our world. Point six, inflation is at an all-time high, and this may cause world hunger and possibly food shortage as never before. Seven, one world religion between Christians, Jews, and, and Muslim or Islam is operational in Abu Dhabi, with each having its own place of worship, respectively. Eight, believe in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He is the cornerstone. As per Psalm 21, verse 4. States, Behold the keeper of Israel, neither slumber nor sleeps. Once again, believes in the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, the cornerstone. Jesus Christ states these words in Psalm 21 verse 4. Behold the keeper, Yahweh, Messiah Jesus, of Israel. He neither slumber nor sleeps. 9. Jesus Christ is not a local God in Israel, but he is universal. He's a universal God reigning sovereignly and majestically throughout the entire universe. 10. Let's fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and the bishop of our faith. This is my motivation for you. Fix your eyes on Jesus uh, before the storm. Fix your eyes on Jesus during a storm. Fix your eyes on Jesus even after the storm is gone. Let's raise a hallelujah, irrespective of what happens in our world today. Let's review our investigation into the 20th word as found in Psalm 21 verse 2, the word Lord. Now look at, let us look at the general name of God. One, the word Lord is the 20th word in Psalm 21 verse 2. Point two, the word Lord represents the Hebrew name of God, that of Elohim. Three, the word Lord referred to the Almighty or the Creator of the universe or the Savior of mankind. So Jesus Christ is the Almighty God. He's the Creator of the seen and the unseen, of the sun and the moon, of the galaxies, of the planets, of space. Deep space, dark space. Jesus Christ is the source of creation. He is the universal savior of mankind. Four. Elohim is a Hebrew word that denotes God. 
it is one of the most common names of God in the Old Testament. Point five. Our 20th word, Lord, refer to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning, God, Elohim, created the heavens and the earth. Point six. Elohim is our Redeemer, as per Psalm 121, verse 2. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Imagine that God has not abandoned his creation, but as creator of heaven and earth, he wants to help you, he wants to help me. That's why he's called, it's the implication that creator is also our protector. My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. Point seven, the basic meaning behind the name Elohim is one of strength and power. He is Jehovah al Sadai, the almighty God that revealed himself to Abram, Isaac, and Jacob. But when he, when he came to reveal himself to Moses, he says, Abram, Isaac, and Jacob did not know me by my personal name, but for you, Moses, I'm revealing who I am. I'm Yahweh. I'm the eternal, self-existing, the sustainer of the entire universe. So I don't have to see Jesus. I don't have to see God. I know he has revealed himself. He revealed himself in the canon of scripture, the Old Testament and the New. He, he revealed himself in heaven and upon the face of the earth. He revealed himself at the coming of Jesus into our world 2,000 years ago. He has created the world. He will sustain the world and the world will not be destroyed by man. God has the power to bring to annihilation heaven and earth. But while we are here today, I say Jesus is creator, but also our protector. Point four. Elohim is the Hebrew word that denotes God. It is one of the most common names of God in the Old Testament. Point five. Our twentieth word, Lord, referred to Genesis chapter one, verse one. In the beginning, again, God brought from nothing; He brought the universe into place. He created the heavens and the earth. Point six: Elohim is our redeemer. Now, for billions and billions of years, uh, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ kept the sun and the moon in place. If our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ kept the sun and the moon, heaven and earth, space, deep space, all the galaxies, all the planets, all the seen and the unseen, if he kept it by his spoken word into the, as a sustainer, then I tell you, I don't know what's going to happen, but I know my stability will come alive in sinking sand in the changing of our world today. So Jesus Christ is our creator, but it's also our redeemer. Point seven, the basic meaning behind the name Elohim is one of strength and power. Point eight, Elohim is infinite. It cannot be contained. It cannot be controlled. It cannot be seen. It means he, he revolutionary reigns beyond the visible and the invisible. Is all-powerful God who sows by his work that he is the creator. 
He is the sustainer and the supreme judge of the entire world. Point nine, our God is great and mighty. His power is on display every day and every night in the entire universe. I say I may not see him physically, but he reigns supernaturally beyond heaven and earth. Point ten, I'm reminded by the hymn pertaining to the name of Elohim. The hymn, in the stars is and the work I see. On the winds he speaks with majesty. Though he ruleth over land and sea, what is that to me? I will celebrate nativity. For it, ha for it has the place in history. So he came to set his people free. What is that to me? The same creative God who brought the universe into existence, heaven and earth, became paralyzed human 2,000 years ago. He who owns the universe came as a baby into a world not to condemn but to redeem, not to reject but to receive. He came to die in your place and he came to die in my place. And by his death, my spiritual death was changed into being spiritually alive. Now I can say, Jesus belongs to me and I belongs to Jesus. Today we investigate the meaning of the name of the Lord for what was present but unknown to God's, to, to Moses. God's self-revelation is, is at point of our discussion today. From a God-gentle name, that of Elohim, to the personal name revealed to Moses, that of Yahweh. From unspecific to that of very personal and specific. We are moving from mystery to the burning booth, manifestation, of God to Moses. Point A. The Hebrew meaning of the name Lord. Psalm 121 verse 2. Point 1. Yahweh in Hebrew is called the Lord in our English language. 2. Yahweh is God's personal name and is used in the, con in the contact of God having a relationship with his people. Remember Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob knew the Lord as Elohim, the creator of heaven and earth. They saw his sovereignty, his strength, and power, but it was he did not reveal his personal name to them, but it came as a revelation at the burning bush when he says, my name is Yahweh. Point three, when God goes creating humanity, it is Yahweh who does the act. He wants to foster relationship and fellowship with his creation. Point four. When the Lord is personally involved with his people, Yahweh is the proper way to designate him. Point five. In our English Bible, Yahweh is translated as the Lord with all capital letters. Six. Yahweh is the personal and promised name of God. 
6.7, Yahweh, the name for God of the Israelites, representing the biblical pronunciation of the four-letter name of God, Yahweh, the Hebrew name revealed to Moses at the burning bush. So God was not discovered. God revealed himself by his own choice to Moses and to all those who believe in the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Scientists did not uh, discover God. God revealed himself. I say scientists and, and people at large did not discover God. God himself independently revealed himself to the prophet Moses. So God has been, he's also called the self-revealed existing one. Point eight, the name Yahweh consisting of the sequence of consonants yod hey vav hey is known as the tetragrammaton. Nine, the name Yahweh has numerical value, Yot 10, Hey 5, Vot 6, and Hey 5. The final value of the name of Yahweh is the number 26. So the value of the Lord in Hebrew has the value of 26. Point 10, the four Hebrew letters translated as Yahweh or Jehovah are now as the ineffable name of God in the Hebrew Bible and is not being mentioned. Yahweh is not being mentioned in, in Israel by the Jews. Point 11. Yahweh, also known as Hashem, or the name, or the tetragrammaton, the four-letter name, means God exists. Or the existing one. Point B. The implications are behind the name Yahweh. One, Yahweh or Jehovah or Lord, strictly speaking, the only proper name for God. Translated in English with all capital letters as Yahweh. Point two. It's the revelation of the name given to Moses, I am who I am. Remember that word at the burning bush, God says, I am who I am. I exist before Adam. I exist by presenting myself to Moses. And the same God as who has revealed himself as Yahweh is even existing today. Point three, the name Yahweh means. Now look at a definition. Let us continue. The, 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 the name Lord in the English is translated as Yahweh. And this is the definition of that name, the Hebrew name Yahweh. This is what it means, Yahweh. Eh? He who is self-existing. It means God is the source of creation but God is independent from creation. Heaven and earth cannot be independent from God, but God can be independent from creation because he exists in himself and by himself. Point two, he is the self 
sufficient one. We need him, but he don't need you and me. See, he who loves, he is the loving God. It is contrasting to know that our God is the one who loves. He's not lifeless as idols. He's not like the gods of the heathen nations around us. Point E. As per 1 Kings 18, Yahweh is the source and the author of life. Jesus says, I'm the way, the truth and the life. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. He says, I am the fountain of living water. So we need to be in Christ, who is Yahweh, the, the Messiah, the universal God over land and sea. Point four. The name specifies an immediate a presence. One, Yahweh is present. Two, Yahweh is accessible. Three, near to those who call on him for deliverance, as per Psalm 107, verse 13. Romans 7, verse 13 says, Whoever calls upon the name of the Lord shall be redeemed. Four, one who offers forgiveness, as per Psalm 25, verse 11. Five, one who gives guidance, as per Psalm 31, verse 3. Remember, when they left Egypt, God was the appointment. God set the pace. God set the course. So Jesus Christ is available in our world today to set to be the appointment. He will guide us. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man goes to the Father except through me. Point five. The name Yahweh accentuates God's covenant relationship with his people. God had a relationship with Adam, with Abel, with Enoch, with Noah, and with Moses. And he's desiring a relationship with you. I don't know what you're going through, but what I tell you, give Jesus the opportunity uh, to, to invade your life, and your life will never be the same again. Point six. Again, Yahweh refers to God self-existence. You and I, we were indirectly brought into existence, but Adam was brought directly from Yahweh into the living. Point seven. Yahweh is linked to have God's described himself in Exodus 3 verse 14. God said to Moses, I am who I am. This is what you are to say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. The self-revealed one, the self-sufficient one, the self-existing one is available for the Israelites in the time of the Exodus generation. He's available for the Joshua generation. He's available for the for this COVID-19 pandemic generation, Jesus is unseen. Why? Because he's universally prisoned. Unseen, yet prisoned. Point eight. God's name is a reflection of his being. God's the only self-existing or self-sufficient being. Only God is life 
in and of himself. That is the essential meaning of the Tetragrammaton Yahweh. God is self-existing. God is self-sufficient. God is life and is life in himself. Jesus says, I lay down my life to take it up again. Nobody takes it from me, but I, I lay it down. Why? That I may move from a point of spiritual deadness to a position when God the Holy Spirit comes, invades, purifies, cleanses, that we can have fellowship with Jesus, and Jesus having fellowship with you. So, I, again I say, the billionaires, the governments, the empires, they don't own Yahweh. He was not discovered by scientists. He is the self-revealed one. He is the one that existed before human civilization. He caused human civilizations to be. How do I know that? The Bible says, let us make man in our image, in our, according to our demands and standards. Point C. I want to define the word that we've discovered, Yahweh, or the name Lord. The definition of the name the Lord. Point A. The English translation of the Lord is Yahweh. In Hebrew, known to the Jews as Hashem, or just the name. Point two. The dictionary defines the transliteration from the Lord Yahweh as now listen to this majestic revelation of what is behind the sacred tetragrammaton Yahweh the Yodhav Vahe the number 26 one he who makes that which has been made so nothing is existing that came by itself. No, no, no. Creator caused it to be. He said, let it be. And God spoke it and the world came into existence. Point two. He brings into existence whatever exists. I exist, you exist, not because of Adam, but because of Yahweh, the creator of heaven and earth. He decided to bring Adam into existence. The dictionary definition of Yahweh again. One, he who makes that which has been made. Two, he brings into existence whatever exists. Point three, so the name Lord with a position of 20 is very significant. In so much that 20 consists of 10 and 10. Point four, Genesis chapter 1 verse 1 states clearly, that in the beginning God made heaven and earth coinciding with the definition of Yahweh. Again, he who makes that which has been made. Two. The first point in the definition implicates Psalm 121 verse 2. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Three. The position 20 reveals this fact for all to know. One. Yahweh is the source of creation, heaven and earth. Two, Yahweh is the source of giving the Ten Commandments to Moses. So God gave everything that we have. We have everything of God. Point four, the Hamatria of 20 
is the Hebrew letter Kaf, with a value of 20, can be divided into 10 and 10. The first 10 represents the 10 utterances, and God said. That word, and God said, in the book of Genesis, are reflecting 10 times. Meaning, God created, God called the heavens and the earth into existence through the ten utterances, and God said. Point five. The second ten represent the ten commandments given to Moses in the 26th generation to Moses from Adam. So God is the source. I want to say to you that in the midst of this pandemic, in the midst of anxiety, in the midst of fear, in the, in the midst of mental paralysis, we have the source of the universe. We have the source of the law. We have the source of mercy and grace. We have the source of redemption. We have the source of our deliverance, the person of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Point six. God brings into existence man, as per Genesis 1.26, on the sixth day, God created man. Listen to what the text says. Let us make man in our image after our likeness. So thank God that I'm not the idea totally of a man. I know I come indirectly through the womb of my mother. But Adam came directly. From nothing, God formed him from the dust of the earth and God gave the, the deadless, lifeless structure. God, the Bible says, and God blew in his nostril and he became a living being. He became a living soul. So man exists not for himself, but God brought us into existence. So for reflection and daily meditation, the name Yahweh are being defined as, listen again, one, he who makes that which has been made, two, he brings into existence whatever exists, so I don't care what Elon Musk says, that the world will not continue, it will be destroyed, I refute it on the basis of Yahweh, the creator of heaven and earth, the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is the creator of the world, he sustains the entire universe, and man is not the center, but Christ is. Now, if man is not the center, then we don't own anything, but we have received everything from the, from the Lord. Jesus Christ is God. And as God, he will protect us from all evil. Again, my meditation today, my theme, creator, is our protector. Yesterday, today, and forever, Jesus is the same all may change, but Jesus never. Glory to his wonderful name. This is Kevin Williams from Death Postponed Ministries with my talk, Ancient Principles from the Bible for Today's Problems. The peace of the Lord be upon you in Jesus' name. Amen.